0: Good morning, good morning, good morning. And welcome to Reveal and Heal. You know you can't heal if you won't reveal. I'm Coach Deb. Y'all, I'm so excited. This morning, I have an amazing guest. And I know she has a word in her belly that she's going to share with you guys. She's going to motivate, inspire, and encourage you this morning. So you know what? You still got time to call up your friends and call up your neighbors. You got time to tag in people to this message, this motivation word this morning you know you can follow us on all podcast outlets you can also follow us on youtube just look in the search engine and put uh, reveal uh, relationship lounge 19 exactly and we will come up please like and subscribe because you know that this here is just an outlet for you all to be to engage because we are a podcast but we do the live so that you can be a part of the conversation you want to see what's going on you want to feel what's going on So the radio version is the podcast version itself. So you can actually download any of those apps that I mentioned and be a part of hearing the radio version. Anytime you see anything, it's live, it's live. And we want to be as transparent as possible. So we get caught up and we start speaking in tongues and we start praising the Lord. You ask for it. And that's what you're getting this morning. (laughs) Y'all listen. Listen. We have a radio show called I'm Not Okay Why. I'm Not OKY Why is a radio show of a panel of five to 10 people. And we we have a raw and uncut conversation about the issues that we're not okay with in our community. You see, we, we start the conversation because there's work that needs to be done in our community. At the end of the day, the platforms is a platform of revealing and healing so that we may start somewhere somewhere that's the message of healing and love y'all put your hands together and show your love for camille terrell camille camille good morning to you sis
1: good morning good morning my
0: sister (laughs) listen girl i'm trying to keep it together you know listen listen i had to warn them about you know in case uh, I take off and speak in tongues and start praising the Lord. You know, yeah. I had to warn him because, <laughs> see, I'm I'm feeling something different this morning. I'm feeling something different this morning, and I believe that the Lord just want His own way. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. The topic that the Lord gives me is, uh, "You are the seed of greatness." That's the topic. The seed of greatness, sis. Mm-hmm. You are the seed of greatness. Amen. And, you know, it, it, it's, it, it answers the questions of why. Why me? Why, I, why do I have to go through so much? Why, did, why, why am I still going through? You know, why this? why this? Why this? Why this? Well, guess what? We, of course, are alive today simply because we are the temple of the almighty God. And he wants to speak through us. He wants to move through us. He wants to have his own way. Right. Yeah. And I understand that obedience is better than sacrifice. Because with that seed on the inside of you, that greatness on the inside of you, one thing the enemy don't want you to do is obey. He don't want you to hear God. He don't want. He don't want you to know your purpose and your reason for being here. But I believe that you know, and I'm excited about you sharing with the people that are anxiously awaiting for a motivation word that's gonna help them along the way. I will start with the first question. Who is Camille Terrell?
1: Who is Camille Renee Terrell? I am first and foremost, I have learned and accepted that I am a daughter of the most high God. My daddy has all mansions, a cattle on a thousand hills. And there's no good thing that he would withhold from his daughter, or I should say daughter, or his sons. But as for me, I know that I am a child of God and that he loves me so much. And when I realized how much he loved me, I just told someone the other day, there is nothing that my daddy will not do for me. At five years old, he told me that he was gonna be my daddy. Because I wanted to know who he was, the physical, real father, who was my father? And where was he? And I asked the Lord, I said, who is my father? And where is he? How did I get here? They never mentioned him. And I was five. So I wanted to know who was he and where is he? And the, the Lord said, I'm your father and I will be your father. I will be your daddy. So he is real to me. He is my heavenly father and my daddy. Yes,
0: yeah. Sis, what is it that And we didn't we didn't we didn't talk about this, but I do want you to tell the people what it is that you do, you know, um, uh, by way of occupation and things of such. And you most recently got ordained as a pastor. So I want you to talk about that.
1: Well, what I have done and what I do is who I am as well. I know that I am God's light and his uh, salt here on earth. And for years, I I serve uh, in the community as a hairstylist. I'm a salon owner. And I have been in the beauty industry as a licensed cosmetology for over 20 plus years. And in those 20 something plus years, I've always, always encouraged others. So have to encourage, even in my um, worst state of mind, you know, I, I still encourage others. And so I serve as a master cosmetologist. I use the beauty industry as a vehicle to be able to reach the community. Young women, young men, older women, middle age. It doesn't matter the age. And I use it as a vehicle. I'm so grateful that God allows me to uh, manage a salon. I, I say manage because he's the owner and I just manage it. And I'm able to staff, you know, women, men. And then I, I am an author of a book titled Guidance for Your Journey. And it it's a resource manual for entrepreneurs. In my uh, book, I take, um, I have a two test in there. It's the Myers-Briggs personality test, which corporate America is well aware of. And then I have the Spiritual Gifts Assessment Test. And so I encourage you to take the two. And then I show you how to become effective in the marketplace. You know, a lot of people are now referring to the industry or corporate America or entrepreneurship as the marketplace, our workforce as the marketplace. It is the marketplace. It's marketplace ministry. That's who we are. That's what we can't separate it. And more uh, more and more people are becoming aware that they cannot be a Christian at home or a Christian on Sunday, just on Sunday. But we have to walk this walk daily in everything that we do. We have to be, God either have you to be salt of the earth, light of the world. He's asked us, you know, That's he's told us who we are. And so we have to come into that understanding. So as we're growing and we're maturing, do we get it right? No, no, no. I remember having a young girl coming and she'll probably hear this as well, but I've had um, assistance. The Holy Spirit instructed me to hire an assistant. I'm like, hire an assistant. I can, I'm barely making it myself, barely paying booth rent. But I was obedient, I hired an assistant and God just increased. But and then I started getting little mentees and I um, I would tell them um, I was not licensed and ordained at this time. I said, I, Amelia likes to cut and color and cut. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. did you hear me?
0: Yeah, I did. <laughs> clearly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> sad camellia like the cut color and cuss she said what did you say i said cut color and cru- cuss but christ is the head of all of it oh. <laughs> I said. so i will constantly be before the lord asking for forgiveness so uh, just walk with me and when i start cussing just be okay <laughs> i'm still saved <laughs> I'm licensed to cut, so I love to cut hair. I used to cut people, but now I just cut hair. So God be the glory. Thank you, God, for deliverance. I I knew how to carry the razor in my mouth. You know, it's just, God is a deliverer.
0: Yes, he is.
1: You're looking at, I'm always talking about that filthy rag. I'm so glad he's saved. I'm so grateful for grace. So grateful.
0: Amen, amen. And you know what? You're look. You've been a little modest. I just gotta remind the people that you are the MUA, and um, uh, also the the hairstylist for you know the cast of uh, I'm not Okay, Why TV show. So now they get to see the beautiful face behind the clippers, and that and the beautiful makeup that you just you had us all looking like money. Yes, <laughs> and I'm, I'm I'm grateful that you are a part of a part of the team. Yes, baby, you did your thing. That was uh, a beautiful experience. I'm so glad that you you uh, you enjoyed it. And you, girl, listen, you were there both days early. A real pro.
1: Yes, I love it. That's, I mean, and, and I'm so glad you said that. Yes, I do uh, makeup and hair for uh, celebrities, television, short films. Um, I also do um, background work on set. I'm learning that part and considering getting into the acting. So I'm I'm, I'm loving. I just want to ride wherever the Lord's taking me. I'm, I'm on that. I'm open. I'm just
0: open. Exactly. And we don't want to leave anything out because we want opportunity to define you. Yes, yes ma'am. We want opportunity to find you because you got a message yes. in what you are doing. That's, as you say, that's just a tool.
1: Yeah, those are some of the tools that the Lord has provided. I'm able to speak to the youngest, speak to the oldest, have handle a conversation with an individual. Let's how about, yeah. that? How how about, about that? How about we tell the young girls and the young ladies the things that we were not shared about, you know, with life. Life. Yeah.
0: Issues.
1: And you know, they're thinking life is so hard. I I know when I was like, Oh Lord, 18, 19, I just thought life was so hard. It was so difficult. I, I, I really did not want to live in this world. Suicide know, was, was my thing. You know, I really, I, I didn't want to do suicide. I didn't want to commit suicide, but I just like, hey, why you keep waking me up? I'm so tired. Yeah. yeah. You know, at 21, yeah. I just felt like my world was crashing. I I had an uh, a, a husband at the time, I married at 18 and had a husband that was addicted to drugs. I had, had um, one child and then I had another one, you know, married and I just felt like life was so hard. 21, I lost my mother. I lost my guardian at six months apart. Uh, 21 was the first time I actually met and put my physical eyes on my father. And so to God be the glory, it's just been a journey. And if I can encourage one individual is keep your eyes. If you hear anything, if you see anything, if you're looking at me, just keep your eyes on me and believe that if she is sitting here talking to Coach D and and we're worldwide, that you can do this too. Do it, you can do this too. You have to have a mind shifting experience, dying to yourself. And what does that look like? You sound so religious, dying to yourself. You sound, you know, most kids today—they're not. They're into tarot cards. They're into Ouija boards. They're into witchcraft. It's it, the witches and the warlocks and everything but and God. People. Everything but God. And they're trying to figure out why is it not working. It's not going to work when there's a call on your life, just to keep it real, when there's a call on your life, you can be still and accept it, or you can keep hitting the wall. I I was one that kept hitting the wall. And and I'm so grateful for the title, the seed of greatness. What Mm. does the seed do? The seed has to be dried out, Mm. right? in order to produce, we have to dry that seed out all the way, plant the seed, water the seed. First, we have to till the soil. Come on now. (laughs) Get the soil right. It's it's a process.
0: And you know, in doing that, it's the things that we go through until we get it right. It's like all that you're going through trying to, the dirt is still dry, all that crap, you know, all that mess. We, Yes! It weed it.
1: Yes! Put the manure on it to fertilize it. Yes, Just love. To be able to put the seed in the ground.
0: Put the seed in the ground.
1: Yes. And then we have to put the dirt back on top of the seed. Make sure that it's down low enough that when it rains that it doesn't come up or wash mm. away. Mmm. And that's that, that, that dirt is the things that we've done in life or the things that I've done in life. Um, I, I remember, um, I, and, and when I was younger, my sister was just talking to me, um, today earlier and she said, you remember, you used to tell me to stop being scared to stop being scared. I was like, girl, why are you so scared? You can't be afraid. You can't be afraid. You know, I was not fearful at all. And, um, the young girl had bullied her and all day and told her oh, she couldn't walk home this way. I was like, oh, no, we're going home. We're going home that way today. My sister is my god sister. and She's five years older than me. Right. And I love this lady to life. Taught me how to pray at five. And I'm still praying today. So I always say thank you. But um, she would not fight. She was real scary when she was young. And I said, oh, no, we're going this way. We're going home this way. We're going to cross this bridge today. You going with me. She was like, no, no, let's go the long ways. I'll buy you some candy. I said, I don't want any candy. We're going across this bridge because these people are not going to continue to mess with you every day. And so we went across that bridge. I had to fight for her. Now I'm fighting somebody that's five years older than me but my sister went across that bridge and they never fought or messed with her ever again. Because, and that's how it is. I said to Satan, you should have killed me when I was out there in the world. Come on. Because you let me wake up and realize who I am and whose I am. And there is no turning back now. I am so not afraid of the enemy, however he come and whatever he brings. Even like right now while we're talking, I know he's hearing hearing me and he's plotting, but I'm not afraid. There is so much going on in this world, Coach D. We cannot be afraid to make no, the enemy. We're going to stand flat-footed and see the salvation of the Lord. The Lord is strong and he's mighty. We have to call upon him. We yes. have to be ready to fight. I mean, these people are, mental disorder is real schizophrenic um we was looking at the word lunatic uh, epilepsy madness that's a, a disorder I mean and and then they they like oh yeah they it's they're I'm bipolar like like you bragging get on yeah. get on medication <laughs> you know no this is real out here it's real yeah. people just walking up you you you're hearing crazy stuff things that you can't even imagine. I was reading an article and the article said that the young lady was pregnant. This one stuck in my mind. She was pregnant. And this young man came on to her and she just ignored him. This man takes a knife and stabs this lady in the back, killing her and her baby. She's pregnant. Why are you even trying to come on to her? Why can't you, why can't a man handle, maybe we shifting, but why can't a man handle rejection today? Why? Why not? Like, really? And I, I'm, I'm thinking women get rejected all the time.
0: That part. Right.
1: But what's the difference we have to have my i i am always reminded that we have to find a safe place and what does that look like a safe place a safe place to me looks like coach deb if i call you and you are a woman of god i have prayed before I even call you but I need to be able to talk to you we didn't always have counselors we didn't have um uh, um psych therapies that we could you know therapists that we could go to or counselor or we had to seek God we had to pray what where are the praying people and fasting we can't just pray it's not enough to pray he said this comes out through Prayer and fasting. We must fast. It's time to fast. What We have too much going on. In this world. And we cannot go to a doctor. We need to go to the doctor. Mm. He is the healer. First and foremost. Seek him first. The kingdom of God. And he shall add all of these things. Stuff and things, and and today kids believe that they they should get it just like that. No, going to kill your parents to get their. Uh, no, you going to jail. It's stupid. Think.
0: No. You know it goes back to you stating. You know that that mental disorder. Uh, it truly is a different a different day. And I think that this is a good opportunity to use for you to reveal and heal to anyone that's listening um, a transparent moment, because I believe when we share about mm-hmm. a transparent moment. See, the thing about life, it is it's old life is new life. It's still I don't care who's going through it. And God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's still God. He doesn't change. What he did for you, what he did for me, he will do for anyone else. And there's nothing sweet about my life. There's nothing sweet about what I've been through. But he did it. I'm here to tell it today. So I want you to take this time to reveal and heal and share a transparent moment that you feel led to share in hopes that it may um motivate inspire you know and encourage someone that don't give up now if no. you're here if you still here if you're still breathing you got a second chance
1: yes i um as you were speaking i i thought of you said a moment but i've had moments so many um as a little girl, the the grandmother that ignored me as if I was invisible, like you and I are sitting here looking at one another, my grandmother could see me and walk straight past me without even opening her mouth, not even acknowledging me. So I speak to that young girl that, um, in my mind, when those things took place, I said, when I turn thirteen, I'm going to approach her. So. I'm saying to you and that young girl or that woman that's battling with or that man that's battling with being overlooked by what's supposed to be your safe haven, which is your family, or overlooked or hurt by family members, hang in there. Trust God. When I said that I prayed to the Lord, our God, when I was five years old, and he said that he would be my father, I didn't quite understand that, but I did lean on him as my father. I did ask questions. And so when I turned 13 in my church, I asked my grandmother about my father. I said, do you know that I'm your granddaughter? You know, and instantly she said, yes, she acknowledged me as if, um, <laughs> like she had been talking to me every day, you know, and baby, call me when uh, you get home and I'll give you your daddy's information. You know, <clears throat> and I remember my father telling me that my mother shared with, uh, as long as she was living, that they would not see me. So you don't know what the adults have said, you know, mm-hmm. so don't hold it against your parents. Forgive them and keep moving because there's a greater reward. Rejection is major. Abandonment is major. These are things that life and in my life that I had to deal with. Real rejection that's in your home, real rejection with your parent, you know, from your father's mother, real rejection from your father's sisters, you know, real rejection. This is real life issues. And you are to get stronger and stronger as life come about. So when rejection hits you again, you like, dang, I've been there before. So, you know, I have rejection. When um, the the ex-husband said he wanted a divorce, that's rejection, you know? And the Holy Spirit quickly reminded me, you've been here before, deal with that, face that, handle that, deal with it. And so, and then the Holy Spirit said, You've been here before. You know what that looks like. You know what that looks like. And you have to be, we have to get to, I'm gonna say I had to get to the point where when I heard the word of God, I had to believe what God was telling me. I had to be able to have this heart because where God has taken us is constantly elevation, constantly elevation. The times that I struggle with anxieties, remember I said there was a time when I did not want to wake up in the morning. For two years, I prayed to the Lord, don't wake me up. And why are you waking me up? Literally asking, I'm awake, why I gotta get up? I was 25 and I thought life was, and at 21, I lost my mother, and my guardian, the ones that was right there for me. And so now I'm out here with my two sons and I'm in Georgia and I'm trying to figure this thing out because I just moved to Georgia like in my early 20s and I'm trying to figure this thing out and life seems so hard. So I'm speaking to that young girl, that young woman, that, that woman or that man, when life hits you with unexpected words that pierce your heart, lean on the lord don't lose your mind yeah i'm going to say yes lose your mind lose your mind in christ jesus lose it praying i remember my brother saying to me one of my my youngest brother that my mother actually raised and um he said that mom did not give me what ain't sadie gave you and i said what does she give me he said that you have something when when life hits you he says sis you have something that i just don't have and i said well, what is it that i have he said you know how to pray you call on god you just act like it's not even happening i said man that's stuff hurt i was like really i said that s hurt right because it's real and i'm like you think that i can just take these punches <laughs> And not cry. I said, man, there's some wet pillowcases, some towels. I've had to have towels, not hand cloths, not wash towels, but towels, bath towels of tears. And they say, cry like a river. And I remember my aunt was saying, don't let them see you cry. Don't let them see you cry. And I'm like, but this hurts. Life it hit you so hard. That you can't even do anything but grunt. But I guarantee you, if you trust God, trust him, call upon him, tell him exactly how you feel. He's okay with you being real and raw. He's okay. And trust me, I'm still here. I have tried it. Real and raw. And remember I said I used to like to cuss, cut, right. So, yeah, real and raw before my daddy. Because I'm his daughter. You're his daughter. He cares about you. You're his son. He cares about you. He wants to know. Even though he can tell, like, but he just shared with them. Try it. I, I dare you to try it. And I would say to them, Coach D, I would say, uh, I've been leading people to Christ a long time. And I would say, just walk with me. If you can't do it by yourself, just walk with me. Come, come go to church with me. Come go to church. Oh, what is, I don't, I don't go to church. Okay, good. I, I ain't religious. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm not religious either. I, I ain't religious either. We're going to use it. I ain't religious, but I am spiritual. I do believe, and with that, if we just surrender, I I had to get sick and tired of being sick and tired, and I had to get sick and tired of trying it myself. Oh, I can do it! I mean, this girl head right here, woo, hard headed, right? Thinking I can do it myself, I just didn't understand. Right, and when you relinquish it all to the Lord, it's like He do it overnight. Like, like my grandmother. <laughs> when I asked her about about my father, like just call me, baby, I will give you the number. <laughs> That's how the Lord does us.
0: <laughs> Instant, huh?
1: Now that's a revelation. I had to laugh on because I never had that revelation until right now. That's how God is.
0: Wow,
1: (laughs) he just do it instantly. Like, baby, I've been waiting on you to say something to me.
0: That's that's for real though. That's
1: real. Just waiting on you. I I put myself before you. You wouldn't say anything to me because you want me to say something to you. That's revelation. Yeah. Right here, right. You're talking about a real moment. That is a real moment that I'm having right now. It's a revelation. I kept wanting my grandmother to say something to me, but my grandmother really wanted me to say something to her. Mm. And that's how God is with us. I want God to say something to me in reality. I want me to say something to him.
0: That's a revealing heal moment, show them.
1: For real, like, God, dang, got to My be God. more careful. Mm-mm, mm-mm.
0: It just goes he to said. show that it's never too late, you yeah. know, because when it comes to healing, it's a process, and we don't know what areas that still need to be healed, you know, until a conversation is had. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, You are now uh, uh, a a soldier on the front line, and every chance you get, you are ministering in some kind of way or another. What was it like for you when you first came to Christ? Because you know when, when people first come to the Lord and they've lived a certain life, they don't know what is expected. They don't know how to do this thing. We really make it too hard. We really do. You know what I'm saying? So could you speak to someone that's that's new in the, in the Lord and in their mind, they've been the chief of sinners, you know, and they don't know how to do this thing. You know, we're too judgmental when it comes to life change. It's one day at a time. One day at a time.
1: I'm so glad you said that too, because I gave my life to Christ at nine and the way I'm smiling now is the way I was smiling then and we had to recite this um you had to you know I I forget what it was but even when we were in um we had to recite something that actually made okay they would ask the question I'm nine years old do you understand and why you're uh, wanting to get baptized I understood all of that right and I wanted to be baptized, I wanted to give my life to Christ, and I was doing great in church, and I'm like, dang, this is my grandmother, my aunt, you know, all of these people, Um, I was um, sunshine, red circle, I was a um, delegate, I would go and take the money, you know, are they going to pay us $25, you know, so I'm like, I was just actively involved in the ministry, and when I I got pregnant out of wedlock at 18. And my aunt said to me that I needed to stand up before the church and ask for forgiveness. And instantly out of my sharp tongue mouth, I said, well, did you ask for forgiveness when you um, didn't acknowledge me as your niece? You're my aunt. and You didn't even acknowledge me when I was a child. Did you ask for forgiveness then? And that was a big old uproar. We was back in the little choir room. And I was like, as long as I live, don't ever ask me to do something that's crazy. I said, I can't even wrap my brain around. Why would I stand up in front of the church and ask them for forgiveness? And I'm pregnant. And the only person I need to ask for forgiveness for is my, my great aunt. I'm like, I just, you know, I'm young and I'm, I'm a rebel. So I was, <laughs> I was raised up in Tennessee in the winter with my great aunt and in New York with my mother. And so these people telling me what I needed to do with that, that just like, oh, no, I'm not doing that. And that was a ritual. That was a ritual. I didn't know that was real. Like in the Baptist church, if you uh, sinned, they wanted you to stand up and ask for forgiveness. So I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm like, I'm done with church. I was done with church. I'm not talking to any of these people. If you look like you went to church, because D, I would not have talked to you if you went to church. I just didn't. I I was done with church, folks. I'm going to the club. Every, every weekend, I'm in the club because they made it hard, right? Those yeah. religious people made it hard. So I, I'm like, 25 now I walked away from the church when I was 18 never going back that's what I said Mm -mm. I don't have to go to church to talk to the Lord so I already knew I had that relationship with him and the way my auntie raised me um, we were not judgmental if you didn't have anything good to say you didn't say anything at all I was raised up in that household where uh, my aunt was actually a founding member of primitive Baptist. This church, right? So I'm like, I'm good. We know, we know what to do. I don't need a church telling me what to do. <laughs> I don't need a pastor to tell me nothing. That's what I said. They all fake up in there anyway. Like it's not even the pastor that baptized me. I'm done with this church. That's how I was. I was so done with that church. <laughs> so it put every category of church, everything that looked like a church was in that one category. God knows how to reach those that he has chosen and those that he has called. If there is a calling on your life, you can run, you can hide, but he's going to catch up with you. There was a young lady that I was servicing. Found out she went to church and um, we um, God used this um, it's like a sex store. I'm in, I'm in Atlanta now and he used the sex store that I did not want to come on to, to Road. So I started like figuring it out and what we need to do to keep this sex store from coming on Camelton Road because it would cause uh, a whole different entirely, entirely different type of community. And so I got the word out. I uh, helped get that word out. I went to um, a church, a couple of churches, and talked to the pastor, and we created a, a picket line protesting. Next thing you know, we have a whole protest going on, and so the young lady, one of my clients, now they're starting to minister to me through books, right? So she was like, one of my clients said, well, have you read this book? And it was a book by T.D. Jakes, Woman Thou Loose. I was like, oh, no, I haven't read that. I would, I would be interested in reading it. And then she gave me the Woman Thou Loose book. She gave me a book titled um, after I read that. That was good. And then she said, oh, well, read this one. She gave me another title. It was called Naked and Not Ashamed. Then she gave me another book and by Bishop Jakes. I was like, oh, man, I like Bishop Jakes. Oh. <laughs> and then the next book she gave me was Why, right? Why have me writing Bishop Jake? Because I'm excited about what he has done and the writing and re- he, the woman that loose was about relationship, naked and not ashamed was about you being real and raw before the Lord. And the why was why asking the questions? And I messed around and asked God why. Next thing you know, I'm in church rededicated my life to Christ, getting re-baptized and all. I'm all the way in because the Lord has accepted me back as his daughter. He was like, I never turned my back on you. You turned your back on me, you know? I was like, oh, Lord, I get it. I get it. I'm never gonna stop serving you, Lord. I'm gonna (laughs) tell everybody about you. (laughs) And that's where I am. I'm telling everybody about him.
0: Wow! I don't care. Wherever
1: he take me, they are gonna see his light. <laughs> and this one young lady, I got a, a community award once, and it was given to me at Club Ritz on uh, Old National. And the young lady, she went with me, and she said, "I've never heard anybody talk about the Lord in a club." I said, "Wherever I go, I am going to tell the world about Him because He saved me." He let me back in. He told me he never turned his back on me. I turned my back on him. And I said to him, I would serve him for the rest of my life. I don't care what happens in my life. I'm not going to turn my back on him. My son, one of my sons became deadly ill. It was nothing I could do but pray and get the prayer warriors to pray for him. And I said, God, I'm not turning my back not going to turn my back on him. I can't.
0: And the Lord raised him up?
1: The Lord raised him up. He was diagnosed with lupus in 2016. When I say it was a battle from, for his life uh, from April to August. But it was a trust when you can't do anything, it's like you're driving and you're losing control of the car. The best thing to do is take your hands off the wheel so that the car can recover itself. I just took my hands off the wheel because there was nothing I could do. But trust God. Trust him. And it's like trust him with everything. I I'm, When I say trust him with everything, it's like a trust. Somebody said, well, I'm doing this, this, and this. I, I I, said, I can't, I can't explain it. When you get tired of your eyes and your me, 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 and your eye, I, eye, I, I, <laughs> and you just turn it over to the Lord, he does some whammy stuff, like, it's unbelievable. He just step in and do, bam,
0: like, like, like my grandmother,
1: call me, baby.
0: <laughs> How about that? But you know what, sis, when it comes to that complete trust, the best example I can give to anyone that is listening is when you get tired of being sick and tired, you really and truly got to be done. You got to be done and all options got to be off the table. It's like you really, your back got to be up against the wall. You don't know nothing else. You blind, you, you stuck. It's like you done. You done because see, as it. long as we continue to try and long as we continue to to to, to try to create ways ourselves, we we're in the way of the one that want to do it all. He don't need our help. He does not need our help. We get in the way. And he, he a real cool dude, for real, for real. <laughs> and a gentleman. It's like, okay, you got it. Perfect. You got yeah. it. I believe that's what he does. It's like, you got it. Because he wants all the glory. He's a jealous God. It ain't gonna be no me and him and you and, and 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 you and him and they and him. It's gonna be a him. And I'm, I'm all right with that because I can't do nothing right without it. I'm all right with it. I'm all right with it. I not lived in on this earth long enough to know that I can do nothing without it.
1: Nuh-uh. Absolutely
0: nothing say, As the kids say, nah, exactly. <laughs> Listen, girl, I want you to share with the people, because see, uh, I want you to share with them your church, because you got ordained at Word of Faith not too long ago, so I want you to share with the people, you know, how they can uh, go to church with you, how they can reach you, and book you for, you know, uh, any type of motivational speaking or ministering, also your shop, tell them where it is, because see, who don't want, a saved, sanctified, deal with the Holy Ghost sister on their head, speaking yes. things on their life. Yes. See, you're not a typical. You're not no. a typical beautician. No. you're not a. You're not a, a typical t- a cosmetologist. They and most of the time they talking all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, and girl, energy is everything. All that over your head.
1: Yes, and and we don't have a typical a typical salon either.
0: You can, your,
1: you can take communion in there if you need prayer we don't mind I love it. pray uh, if you have a word if you're prophetic and you have a word that you need to release to God be the glory if you have an ailment, ailment or whatever that's going on in that body and the Holy Spirit reveals it will be prayed for hands will be laid upon you to God be the glory, God gets all the glory. It has taken 16 years to get to this point. I um, had a, so, uh, my salon, we just took a vacation together and it was an amazing, amazing time with those ladies. It was, uh, we learned from one another, we encouraged one another, we cried together, we prayed together, we laughed together, we played together. And it was, one of the young ladies said, this is the best salon I ever worked in. She said, I was a little hesitant when I came. She said, but to God be the glory, this is never happening. She said, the people need to know. (laughs) I said, in due time. He said, "He, he wants us to get ours together. Let's love on each other. And when God is ready, he will open that door. When the time is right, God will open the door. He sends the people that's supposed to be there. People say, "I turned in. I turned in. I, I was headed somewhere else, but I turned in. You're supposed to be here." Yes, yeah, the salon is located at 2750 Chapel Hill Road, and that's Suite 800, Douglasville, Georgia, and it's, it's named Envision. What I, when I named the salon envision, I envisioned a person being whole from the mind, the body, and their will being whole from the inside out. We're not just adorning your hair, but we can do your makeup, we can do your lashes, soon to be your nails and your, ha- your hands and your feet soon. And then um, you can reach me on Instagram, Tarrell. I'm on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. Author Camelia Terrell. You can join that uh, group there. I would love to come and speak at your women's conference. I would love to come and speak at your uh, job fairs. Or I'm available. If the Lord puts you on my heart, puts me on your heart, please reach out. I am available. Been
0: a pleasure. I want to thank you for saying yes yes. to this interview. It's been a long time coming. I've been waiting. I'm so grateful for God's timing. It's nothing like God's
1: timing. Yeah.
0: That's what's important, His timing. Yeah. You bless my soul, you bless my heart. And I know that the people that are listening this morning you've done the same for them you know I I try not to ponder too long I hate when I have to just just like mow over and get run over and move quickly because I don't get an opportunity to let things sit like I be needing it to you know what I'm saying so whenever I'm done you know with the recording I always just have to just fall back and just you know I have this you know, stay in my, in poised, you know, until it's, it's over because it just be so good. So once again, thank you so much for saying thank yes you. to this interview. Our Motivation Monday quote is, you are a seed of greatness that God has planted in this world. John die Lenny. So go and be great.
1: Amen. Thank you
0: go and be great. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what? You can't heal if you won't reveal. I'm Coach Deb. Remember to love yourself, love everybody, and be an example. Have an amazing day. Thank you, love.
1: Amen. Thank you.